Hello and welcome to another episode of Grace in Full. My name is Nick and joining me today is Andrew from the Cast the Word podcast. We're going to be talking a little bit, but before we do, let's hear about his show. Cast the Word is a Christ-centered podcast that focuses on Christian growth and improved lives. Each episode will help you learn and grow spiritually and strengthen your walk in Christ. Visit casttheword.com or find them on your favorite podcast streaming app. Just want to remind you that Grace in Full, the podcast, can be found on faithcast.com. While you're there, be sure to check out all the other great Christian podcast shows available on this directory, from sermons to news and politics and even sports. We're under the Encouragement tab, so be sure to check us out and other shows on there. Faithcast.com is here to help you strengthen your faith while listening to great shows. So, welcome, Andrew. Glad you're here to uh, talk hey. with us today. And, yeah, glad um, to be here. Thanks for having me. You are the host of the Cast the Word podcast. And yes, sir. let's talk a little bit first on how that started and um, a little bit about your full... Uh, is it your day job, your youth ministry position? No, I, I do have a full-time job. Um, but we, cast, we started Cast the Word originally back in 2017 and kind of you know, took a couple years off of that, um, got into youth ministry last year. Mm-hmm. And with the whole coronavirus thing that that happened, uh, we decided to kind of reboot the Cast the Word podcast in an effort to try to keep our youth engaged. Um, I see. Just like uh, the rest of the country, you know, we went on, on lockdown for a couple months and we found during that time it was difficult to try to you know, keep keep everybody connected. So we tried that, and and honestly, the the podcast has kind of um, grown from there. And the Lord's really blessed us in, in our mission. That's really cool. I, I wouldn't have thought of that to do a podcast to reach to the students, uh, since you guys couldn't yeah. do um, any face to face kind of interaction. Um, right. So, are you have you guys opened up to having normal services for the youth now, or? Is it still kind of we, closed there? We are doing kind of like a staggered um, reopening. We we are back to um, Sunday worship. Um, our youth at our church, uh, we connect on Wednesday nights, and we haven't started that back yet. Uh, we've been recently tried to implement Zoom and and doing some some things there, but yeah, uh, but no, we haven't. We're still trying to be a little bit cautious, but uh, trusting trusting in the Lord along the way. Yeah, that's good. I know uh, it's it's different um, with everywhere. Each it seems like each state is a totally different place because here in Texas, everything is pretty much opened up. I know that um, yeah. some churches are being more cautious. Other churches are just having it. Uh, like um, John MacArthur, you know, a lot. Some of our churches yeah. here in town are just like, nope, yeah. we're we're not going to do that anymore. Uh, exactly. So, I can. I can imagine that that's a 
stressful thing to be in trying to figure out how are we going to keep doing church, and uh, especially with kids. I know at the church that I was at a few months ago, we didn't know how we were going to get in contact with the kids because maybe they don't have internet, maybe they don't have time to, uh, maybe they don't have their own computer and things like that. So sure. starting a podcast is a great way to say, hey, listen on your phone, anywhere, yeah. the website, you guys are on Apple and Spotify and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, podcasting right now is just, it's such a popular uh, platform and, you know, there aren't really that many Christian podcasters out there. Yeah. Um, Not so, unless you're, you know, you're ha- really famous, you know? No, no, exactly. So, um, you know, it's just a way for us to try to sow, sow the word of God. And just like any other Christian, you know, we're just really trying to connect and, and grow uh, grow the kingdom yeah. um, beyond just our youth, but reaching out to uh, the broader population and, and podcasting is a great way to do that. Um, but, you know, pastors right now, I know uh, I empathize and pray for them because I know uh, they got tough decisions to make with this uh, virus going on right now. And um, so it, it's, it's a tough world right now. It's, it, who would have thought this time last year that 2020 would have presented these challenges to us? <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. This is never yeah. in anyone's... I, I remember in December hearing about uh, you know, the coronavirus in China, and I, I really thought, okay, this is just like um, you know, the Ebola outbreak that we had, and that mm-hmm. didn't last very long, and it was over, and come and gone you know, real fast. And this one, I, I'm really surprised at how extended it is uh, turned out to be. So I'm thankful though for, I, I'm thankful and yet, uh, feel kind of, uh, naive to what it's like in the, in other places. You know, we really don't have that, um, really full lockdown or, and, and my job, my day job is, is a essential worker at a water damage place. So I'm working every day and it's like, nothing's changed for me, but yeah. But um, so on your podcast, um, what are we what are we looking at? Like, do we do um, like biblical, like Bible lessons, or is it uh, more of a topical and talk about a Christian perspective of it? You know, what do you guys usually do for each episode? Yeah, yeah. So we we kind of um, gear our our podcast episodes towards the way that we would really be teaching or, or kind of, you know, teaching a, a lesson in with our youth group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the thing about, about youth is that there really is no difference between youth and, and adults when it comes to um, teaching and preaching the word of God. The fact of the matter is, is that we're all fallen. Uh, yeah. Humanity, you know, we all need the mercy and the grace of, of the Lord. And, and so from our, our teaching perspective, it's really the same. Um, any age group, any age bracket would be able to join in on Cast the Word and, and hopefully, you know, through the Lord's grace, be able to, um, you know, our prayer anyway is that there's some encouragement offered there. So we're very encouragement focused. Yeah. Um, there's so much negativity out there today, man. Um, you, you turn on the news and that's all you see anymore. Uh, yeah. It's just negativity. So we really try to try to pull out scripture and the word of God, you know, preaching the whole counsel of God, of course, but pulling out um, uh, lessons and, and 
inspiration from scripture to apply to our daily lives, you know, that from the old Testament to the new Testament, you know, yeah. I'm a full gospel believer. So I believe if it's in the word, if it's in the Bible, it's true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we don't hesitate, you know, we, we go through it all. And, um, you know, we're, we're, uh, I guess our goal or our motto or our brand, if you will, is Christ centered Christian growth and improved lives. Yeah. So that's, that's what we focus on. I like that. It's um, something that's definitely not heard of in the podcast world, where we're you're teaching uh, Bible lessons. Whether you know, a lot of people are teaching, which is good. I mean, they're they're doing more of opinion type of style, where yeah. this is a Christian perspective. And and sometimes I've gone back and forth on Grace and Full doing it like that. Of here's my perspective on this topic, and then others, it's this is what the Bible says about you know, such and such. And I've been doing a series um, on identity um, and trying to find ways to relate that to, um, you know, topics that are more, that are that are not really discussed in the Bible, so to speak, like uh, depression and things like that. Yeah, um, that's good. You don't really have good verses that specifically say, Oh, when you're depressed or when you feel like this, I mean, there is some encouraging, lots of encouraging, but you have to oh, yeah. find it and know what you're looking for when it comes to encouraging. And so I've always thought when it comes to things like depression or addictions or things like that, one of your core problems is you don't know who you are. You don't know your identity. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, this last episode we did was on... was just talking about what happens when you don't know who you are and when you try to find value in what you do rather than in who you actually are and yeah. then turning it and saying you know this is what Christ offers this is what Christianity has offered in salvation is a new identity and a new creation yeah. um right that's kind of what we're all about is uh it's um the the grace aspect of everything so to speak of yeah. Yeah. of um you know learning who you are and and what salvation means when you receive that grace and what it does for you for your daily life but yeah um so let's see kind of forgot where I was going to go <laughs> uh, <laughs> well I I wanted to chime in and say something about sure. that man because um you know the thing about about being walking the Christian walk and what's so awesome about Christianity and Jesus is the fact that at the moment of salvation, you know, the word says that, you know, he brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Yeah. And, um, you know, we are a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away, you know, behold, all things are new. And that's something that we focus on a lot too. You know, we did a series recently. Um, we've done a few series as well. We're kind of right now we we're kind of turning, uh, into a new chapter of, of these type of things, collaborating, um, guesting and, and being guests. And, you know, that's new territory for us, but, yeah. um, historically we've done some series on, on some of the same thing, same things, you know, not necessarily focus on identity, but we did a spiritual fitness series recently oh, yeah. and we focus on, you know, spiritual strength, spiritual endurance, spiritual, uh, stoicism, all of those things that, we really need in our daily walk because man, life will throw everything at you. And, you know, um, that's, you know, the word says too, that don't expect to not face trials and tribulations. Um, 
a lot of people, man, they really think that I've accepted Christ. All things are going to be good from here on out. And in a way they are. And we talked about that in a recent episode as well. Uh, actually, I don't think it's been published yet, but um, in a future episode, I should say, yeah, uh, we're talking about that same topic as far as, you know, when you become a believer, yeah, you, the best thing about it is that you no longer are who you used to be, praise God. Yeah. And you're, you're headed towards heaven, but don't expect the challenges to go away with that. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, sometimes they come more heavily after conversion. <laughs> Definitely. That's something that I find so uh, kind of a pet peeve about when it comes to gospel teaching is focusing too much on the blessing and not enough on, um, you know, the struggles that will happen. Yeah. Um, you know, one of my favorite it's um, passages is when Paul is talking about his struggles that he goes through. And mm-hmm. when you can just hear, um, you can almost hear it in his writing, the the pain that there's, that him and the rest of the apostles are struggling oh, yeah. going through this. And, and yet he says, I count it all joy for the sake of mm-hmm. knowing Christ. He says, we count it joy for the sake of knowing that you, uh, that, you know, whoever they're writing to is, uh, growing in their faith. And so I always think of that as like, you, you can't focus on the, the, what the, the material type of blessings. Exactly. Um, I mean, grace is the greatest blessing we could receive. Salvation is the greatest thing that, that we could receive. We should focus on how great that gift is, not what else comes after and make it mm-hmm. sound like, oh, Christian life is it's easy or it's, uh, you know, better. I mean, yeah. if you think it's going to be better in, you know, improving your quality of life, well, no, probably not. <laughs> right. But I, as it, that's something that I, you know, and that's when it comes to podcasting, trying to even step into the secular realm of the podcast world mm-hmm. to make this more instead of... Um, making it like that, because that's the thing I want to avoid is I don't want to make anyone think that Christianity is anything different than what, than what they're going through. It's just, right. you know, what Jesus did Well, the podcasting us. world definitely makes it challenging in the sense that, you know, when you're, when you're at your local church with your local assembly and, and you know those brothers and sisters, you know, if you're standing there talking or preaching or teaching or what have you, um, you know their belief system. mostly, you know, and the podcasting world is different because you are spreading it out to everybody and you're going to touch on listeners that have different denominational beliefs and doctrinal beliefs and all of that. So it it is, it's hard as a podcaster doing those type of things. Also, you don't have the, um, the feedback, I guess you could say, you don't know if what you're doing is benefiting anybody. So it's, right. it's hard as a podcaster to do those things. But the fact of the matter remains that um, through Christ, we have grace, man, and there, there ain't nothing like it. And uh, Jesus said, you know, they persecuted me, they'll persecute you, but hold fast because Jesus overcame the world. And thankfully, since we have him living on the inside of us as believers, we too will overcome in the end. Yeah. So, Let's get to know you a little bit. I'm interested in okay. like, um, you know, how you got into ministry and like just a brief, I guess, summary of your growing up and your um, uh, testimony. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I grew up, um, you know, I, I, I have a Pentecostal background. That's how I was raised. That's mm-hmm. the church I grew up in. Um, grew up in that environment um, at a young age. Um, me, it was me and my mom growing up. Um, we were very active in our church. And um, then then the teenage years came through and yeah. uh, had a rebellious streak during that time. <laughs> um, fell away from the Lord and um, had probably a little over a decade of just um, wallowing in the pig pen. And uh, those were some rough years for me. Yeah. Um, but my wife and I met um, about eight years ago. And uh, one thing that, that we really decided when we started dating was that we wanted to find a church, you know, we wanted to get to, to, you know, if we were going to have a family sometime in the future, uh, we really wanted to have our kids in church. Yeah. Um, my wife doesn't have the same type of background I had, you know, she went to church, but it wasn't, um, and I don't mean this in any sort of demeaning way, but it wasn't a lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like, sure. For for me, it was in my family. It was a way of life. Yeah, you know? oh, yeah. Um, so we we met. We found we found our church that we're still going to now that we've been a member of for since we've been together pretty much. And uh, we were married in that in our church and and everything. And um, as far as ministry is concerned, I deep. I mean, it, pastors will tell you, anyone that's in the ministry will tell you, and I'm sure you have this as well since you're doing what you're doing. It's, this is a ministry. Yeah. You, know? um, you just have a, a feeling, you know, in, in the pit of your heart that I, I need to do something for God. You right. know, he's been too good to me to just sit down and sit soaking sour until I breathe my last breath. I got to do something. Yeah. And it's that feeling that doesn't go away. No, it you doesn't. Know? And I think that's why I got stuck in this is, um, you know, we were at a church for me and my wife were at a church for a while and it was going well and I was helping on the worship team. And then, uh, you know, some some uh, difference in opinions and uh, the way the Lord seemed to be leading us and teaching us things that we didn't necessarily, it wasn't a disagreement, but it was, um, it, how we put it was, um, it's just not feeding um, it's, yeah. it's, it's, um, good for these people, uh, not good for the season that we are in, but it's really interesting that that's, uh, that's a, similar to how me and my wife met. Yeah. Uh, we met when we were both kind of in a time of, um, staying away from church, avoiding it. And, uh, maybe a year or so in that, uh, feeling in the pit of your heart came creeping back into me and I went, okay, mm-hmm. I know that I'm called into some form of ministry and I can't be in a non-God-honoring relationship. Right. And so we began having conversations uh, probably earlier than that of, you know, for one, we both still want to go back to church, kind of the same idea. We will, we both want to go to church. Yeah. And I remember I told her, if I go to church, I'm probably going to get convicted uh, and we're going to have to make this relationship right <laughs> in one way or the other. And so um, I think it was a year after a year of dating or so, we got engaged. And, and that was kind of a just because the more we talked about it, the more we felt like this was the right thing to do, both for our conscience, so to speak, and also for um, we just 
we we had actually moved in together during that time, and we just felt like this was uh, who God has put in our life to to get together. And um, but that's really interesting um, how that seems to play yeah. over and over. I, I meet people who kind of have the same story, but you're yes. definitely right. It's hard to ignore. Um, yes, it I, is. I think it was just a few months after. Okay, we're not going to this church anymore. Let's find another one in the middle of this pandemic. So we've been going to virtual, uh, virtual yeah. church hopping, which has been fun. And I thought, hey, I'll start this, I guess, because I got to do something. You know, kind of exactly. like you said, it's I can't do it until it, uh, there's no way to to keep it quiet. <laughs> it's just gonna come. Yeah, out. exactly. And that's what people say all the time. You know, they'll, they'll how do you know? How do you know? I feel like I need to preach, or I feel mm-hmm. like I needed to get in the ministry. How do you know? And it's not that, you know, people say all the time, God called me to the ministry. And I think a lot of maybe in the secular world feel like that to be called into the ministry, you have to have like some sort of miraculous or divine intervention where God himself uh, audibly speaks to you or comes, you know, in a vision or in a dream or something. And it's not like that, you know, at least it wasn't for me. Some people may have that experience, but for me, it was just that urge and that groaning constantly that, yeah ever was satisfied, you know, and I, it was almost a point of conviction. Like if I don't do something, I feel like I'm sinning, you know, and, right. and I know I, I know it's not, but I almost feel like for me, it was a conviction that I had to do something. And I've always leaned towards the evangelistic kind of, um, uh, ministry realm, I guess. And, yeah. um, as far as youth ministry, you know, the position just opened and, and my pastor approached us and asked if it's something we'd be interested in. And, um, and we did it, we jumped in yeah. and, you know, I'm, I'm not the best at speaking to teenagers. I'll be the first to admit that it's, uh, the, the teenage life right now is, is not what it was when I was a teenager. They have oh, man a man. whole set of new challenges, social media in and of itself. Yeah. You know, um, when I was in high school, Facebook had just came out and it was, you could only have Facebook if you had a college email yep. address. And most people don't even remember that. <laughs> now, I, I remember that. I was uh, yeah. very early on. I think I, I don't remember how I got into that, but that, yeah, that was, um, yeah. that was probably my freshman year was when that was coming out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, we grew up on MySpace. <laughs> yes, Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, where you could have like the uh, song, your song choice when you loaded somebody's MySpace page. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then oh, the, the good old days. Oh yeah, the simple days. Yeah. Oh man. And um, cell phones, you know, with cell phones, you had limited text messages you could send per month or minutes, and yeah, you know, it's it the the technology. It's such it can be such a blessing. Yeah. But man, it could be a challenge for our teenagers today. I remember when I was in youth, the phone thing was an issue uh, for our youth pastor trying to keep people in, um, you know, focused and not playing on yeah. the phone and not texting. And I can only imagine that now it's about 10 times harder, oh, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, it's it's a challenge. And um, we did a guest show recently on, on Cast the Word, and we had a pastor from Idaho sh- um, that was uh, our guest. And He's been in the ministry for uh, many years, and he too was a youth pastor before he became a lead pastor. And mm-hmm. he talked about something that I never really thought about. And I know I'm rambling here; I'll keep this short. But um, <laughs> he talked about how 
since the cell phones and technology boom came, you know, here recently within the past decade or so, the kids today are just so tired. And I never really thought about that as much until I, I heard him say, and I'm thinking back in my mind, pre COVID, yeah. um, the, you know, we'd have kids fall asleep in our class before, you know, and it's just kids are today. They're so tired. And I don't, I don't know if that's because of technology. I don't necessarily know if that's a result of that, but I'm sure it doesn't help. Probably not. Uh, I mean, they've, you've got computers, televisions, you have Netflix, you have uh, Hulu, and then you've got your oh, phone yeah. and all the apps. And, and if you're, you know, probably like most kids, I'm sure that they are on every single one of those things. Yes. Multitasking. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the best, the best multitaskers in, in our uh, generation. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. man, I can't keep up with it hardly. No. But um what other it always makes you feel old when when you hear of a new social media site <laughs> and you're like, "Man, I haven't even heard of that." <laughs> yeah. What's that what the the most popular one TikTok? I only know what TikTok, that is yeah. because it was it came um pre-installed on my phone. I I <laughs> I really wouldn't have known what it was. <laughs> And yet, that was I was real big into Vine back when that was a thing. Oh yeah, and so yeah, uh, yeah. TikTok seemed like a cool idea. Um, yeah, but it's definitely not for our generation. I don't think. No, um, probably no. not. No. Yeah. Um, what other challenges do you face? Uh, you know, dealing with youth from seventh grade and up. You know, I you know I think the challenges for for the youth is probably the same challenges for adults. Uh, it's that, that hunger, um, you know, and that, that desire, I mean, you got to want to be on fire for God, you know, you got to have that desire in you. And, and, um, it's hard trying to, to break through with our youth from time to time. And, 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 um, specifically, I guess, when you're talking to them as any teenager, it's hard to tell, are they with me? Do they agree with me? Do they think I'm crazy? Yeah. Do they think, you know, it's just hard to like tell, what are you thinking? You know, how are you with me or not? And, um, you know, I think adults are the same way, you know, I'll go ahead and say it. I think adults <laughs> are the same way. Oh, for uh, sure. They're just better at, got, at disguising it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I know, you know, thinking about that, like, um, it's, it's the, uh, equivalent of telling, you know, telling someone something that you know a lot about and they don't, and they just kind of sit there and nod and you're just going, exactly. I can't tell if you really get this. <laughs> and I can imagine that that's really frustrating when you're talking about something vital, like, you yeah. know, it's different when you're talking about Jesus died on the cross. That's easy to comprehend. Everyone gets it. Now here we're talking about, um, well, even on your, uh, the last one, um, your episode, even you were talking about Peter denying Christ and, and you're just going, there's, I hope that they're getting this, you know, I think that's why it stops me from going into youth ministry. That's why I'm like, yeah, I'm music only because I (laughs) would be afraid that I would stand there and read their faces. And if they don't give the right face, uh, I'm going to go, you're not getting it. I'm going to beat this into you until you get this because it would frustrate me. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, the enemy is right there on your shoulder telling you the whole time, you ain't getting anywhere with them, you might as well be talking to a wall. I mean, you know, those thoughts 
are a constant attack for for youth ministers. I, I believe, and and I've heard other youth ministers say that as well. That you know, with with an adult body, like I said, you still have those same problems, but you do also have a remnant of yeah. people that you can tell they're amening you. They're they're doing all those things while you're teaching or preaching, and and you can tell they're nodding their heads. They're with you. You know, yeah. they're in agreement with you. Um, but with, with teenagers, that's not always the case. And, and when that happens, you can almost be very discouraged, um, and leave. And if there's any youth ministers that are listening to you, um, that are part of your follower, then I would say, stay encouraged. You know, God sees all God Mm -hmm. knows your heart. God knows what you're doing. Stay motivated, stay encouraged because, even if there's one kid in that group that's listening, that's enough, man. Yeah. So something that else has popped in my head when we're talking about teaching youth, thinking back to my experiences and the friends that I had, I remember a lot of friends um, leaving youth because they felt condemned, they felt judged. Um, they, they weren't brought up in a church home uh, in their mm-hmm. background. So by the time they got to this age – they were feeling very um, very uh, condemned. Um, that was what they would – I had friends that would tell me that. They, they just – that the youth pastor just stands up there and uh, condemns me. And how can we deal with or, – or how do you, if that ever comes up – I know a lot of it is just the – if they're going to choose to leave, it's going to happen. But yeah. also, how how do you teach in a way that – does not um, give off that impression, I guess, on people. Yeah. Well, I think that when you consider the whole counsel of God, you mm-hmm. know, and not not take Scripture, you know, and dive into to one verse without taking the context in into consideration as well. Yeah. Um, and balancing the youth versus the adults, that's the same for adults as well. You know, yeah. a lot of people get condemned by that and they feel like, you know, well, church is full of a bunch of hypocrites. They think they walk on water, you know, (laughs) and that's the problem that Christians across the country and probably the globe have a problem with that. It's the perception anyway. And, And there are a few foxes that spoil the vine, I'm sure. But you know, to overcome that, the the thing that I lean on so heavily, and I I bring this up a lot in our podcast, is that we all fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. And it's by Jesus's grace and the work that he accomplished on the cross that enables us and, and helps us to be reached that point of sanctification and to enter into the gates of heaven, you know? So that, that is such a hard thing. And that's a burden I carry too, because I don't want to in any way, in any podcast I do in any youth class, I teach in, I don't ever want to come across high and mighty. Like I know all that and that I'm walking on water because man, I got my list of screw ups just like anybody else. Yeah. And and I still screw up, you know, just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean I'm perfect. You know, I still make mistakes. And the thing about being a believer is that you have the spirit to prick you when, when you mess up and you're like, I shouldn't have said that right. or I shouldn't have done that. And yeah. you, in an effort to 
live biblically, you should apologize or approach, you know, so that happens to me all the time. I mean, man, it happens daily in marriage. <laughs> I mean, I'm always having to say, I'm sorry to my wife. Yep. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing about condemnation and, and the the hypocritical perspective that the wor- the secular world has on the Christian body is that yeah. as believers, we have to do a better job of loving people. Yeah. And, you know, love people, hate sin, you know. Um, we're all sinners. We have all missed the mark. And what I do with my youth group, you know, is try to instill into them that, you know, you're you're not perfect. I'm not perfect, but with Christ, we can do all things. And, yeah. Um, it's by His grace that enables us to get up and dust off our knees when we mess up and keep walking. And I think we just, as a body, we've just got to do a better job about loving people. Yeah, and I I, I bet you a lot of that has to do, um, you know, will, will influence the perception of condemnation versus conviction, you know, because I know that, um, you know, if the Spirit's convicting you and you feel guilty of something, you know, that's not the uh, person preaching. It's not their fault. Exactly. Um, and if if they don't understand what that is, so I think a lot of it would be like that, that you just what you just said, I feel like that is um, needs to be shared a lot, just especially with youth because they're coming from, uh, you know, adults. It's it's maybe not rare, but a lot of adults in church are choosing to be there for a reason because they believe. Sure, most kids are there because their friends are there, and so they're hearing this for the first time. and And so I always think of that opportunity of let's not just share that you're a sinner and you need grace. Let's also share the point that, you know, like you just said, we're all sinners, not just you. We're not here to judge you because of how you're dressed or who you are or anything like that. But um, like you said, we all as a body need to be more welcoming and loving. Yeah. Something that I think that I see a lot is, yeah, I don't think it's on purpose, but it's this, um, uh, the it's almost like cancel culture for churches where uh, people will um, you know call out and and, and people are uh, you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, usually with celebrities they do something wrong and they 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 just call them out and they're like yep oh, you shouldn't listen to them they're you know, uh, especially preachers, for example. Oh, they're false teachers. Oh, they sinned once. Yeah. You shouldn't listen to them. And there are some that, man, you really shouldn't listen to because they're teaching some, you know, wacko stuff. I'll admit that. But there's yeah. others that we need to extend the grace to them because Good point. God extends it to us. And not only that, God extends it to them. I mean... Mm-hmm. Why do we treat each other like you know? If you, if me and you were talking, and you were to tell me something about you know your uh, what do they call that? Like your closet uh, struggle, your closet sin, or or whatever that you battle yeah. with in the secret. And you told me that, and I'm like, you're a youth minister though. You shouldn't have anything like that, and start treating you different. Well, the idea is that if God is going to be gracious to you and forgive you, which he already has. Mm -hmm. But God is saying, okay, uh, Andrew, you messed up. Let's work on that. I'm going to start, uh, you know, changing you from the inside. So you start looking more like me, right. Or, or whatever. And so why are we sitting here judging each other like that? And I think that that's something missing in, 
I guess for me, it's missing in ministry. Uh, not everyone, but some are conditioned to think that if you don't believe right, you need to be, you know, corrected. And I think, exactly. I, I, you know, I don't know if that's the the biblical way of doing it. You know, when it comes to, well, that, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you're yeah, good. No, that's that's a great point because the thing is, is that with with the you know the the social media and and people attacking everybody when when somebody says something stupid and misses the mark, you know we all mess up. And the thing is, is that the the the, the reason that we have got to this point is because we put people on pedestals. We put actors oh, yeah. and these on pedestals. And the fact of the matter is, is that we're all failed, flawed humanity. Um, if you look at it from a biblical perspective, there's only one person that's been perfect, and that's Jesus. And with with the ministry, you know, you're right, man. And you hit such a nerve with me because I'm so passionate about this topic because so many of us as Christians um, see a pastor say something wrong, and you're right, we immediately label them as false teachers and stuff. Yeah. And you're right. So, some of them are. But <laughs> some the thing of them. Is, is we won't that, name names. Well, I won't name yeah, names. Right. <laughs> right. But have I ever said something stupid teaching? Yeah. I'm sure I have. Yeah. You know, does that mean I'm a false teacher? No, maybe it just means I messed up. Maybe it means yeah. I misinterpreted the scripture, you know, and um, the it goes back to us putting high expectations on each other when we should really, if we are all positioned to to look at each other as as flawed humans, we recognize the fact that we all have, and I, I talk about this a lot with our youth group as well, we all have an it factor. We all have that it sin that so easily trips us up. You know, yeah. some people it's alcohol, some people it's pornography, some people it's whatever. We all have that proclivity to where the enemy knows if they can pre- if he can present you with this issue, yep. you might trip. Um, and to say that you don't have that it sin that that is your it factor, then you're deceiving yourself because we all do. Yeah, and that's just the fact of the matter. We're all human. Just because I'm in the ministry, just because you're in the ministry, doesn't mean I'm better than. Joe Schmo, who sits on the back row and and comes to church every Sunday, you know, yeah, we are all the same. I think there's there's we've taken the idea that people in ministry have a um, that they're supposed to be an example. I think we've taken that too far in both yeah. on both uh, aspects. I think that there are people in ministry who consider themselves better, who consider themselves mm-hmm. to be that. Um, I'm, I'm not better, but I'm, um, I'm, I'm not perfect, but I'm just better. You know, I'm, I'm closer to God. I have a, you know, stronger faith. And then on the same side, people sitting in the congregation may see them as a elevated person on a pedestal. And, um, you can get very disappointed when, when a pastor falls or it comes out and exposes, you know. Go and ahead. being in the ministry, you know, the Bible says that we should study and show ourselves approved, you know, and, and yeah. we should, we should, we're, we're going to be held to a higher standard naturally because we're in the ministry. Um, and you're right about that, you know, and, and so, and, but I think that 
it goes back to the fact that as as a body, we just have to give each other grace, man. Yeah. And your podcast is has it in the title, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I know that's a brand of yours and and that's something we just we got to inspect our fruit, yep. know, you know, listen to the heart of the person. If they miss the mark, see how they respond to that. And if it's a continuation then especially if you're sitting under a preacher and you you hear teaching and you read your Bible and say, oh, that doesn't line up." Yeah. You know, then maybe that's not the spot for you. But the thing is, is that that requires the body to be reading their Bibles. Yeah. <laughs> and no, yeah. no. So uh, that's a challenge in and of itself. Oh, goodness. I think when it comes to grace, something I always think of is when Jesus tells them, uh, the, those without sin to cast the first stone. And exactly. I think when it comes to that, I wish we could do an update. I think someone should. Maybe you should do this. We should should do a lesson <laughs> or a sermon uh, with this with uh, that story and how they they all walked away at the end. Well, okay, I'll drop my stone and I'll walk away. And I think we should do an updated uh, post salvation, uh, post new covenant version where instead of we all walk away and throw our stones down, we throw our stones down. We all run in and and get together, you know, because yeah. if you start looking at it as, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm probably worse than that person. Cause I do, you know, uh, Andrew said something unbiblical tonight. Uh, yeah, but the other day I went and, uh, you know, did such and such and such. So, uh, if God still forgives me and doesn't treat me different and maybe that's another thing that I wish people would be more aware of is the fact that God doesn't treat us different if we no. mess up, we're, we're not mm-hmm. uh, required to, you know, penance for it and try to get back to a point or get back right with him. That kind of terminology, I threw that out of my mouth. I mean, because it 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 doesn't line up to me. It, it causes mm-hmm. us to stumble more when we have this terminology of, you know, getting back on the right track or getting back mm-hmm. and ma- making it right and because that's yeah. I don't think God looks at us that way, you know, as yeah. as falling off and going the wrong, you know, it's like he goes with you and he brings you back. It's not up to you to come walking back to him. That's, you know, right. my that's my mission, I guess, is to start t- trying to teach, you know, I, I think you're you hit it when you said you're more evangelical. Uh, and I don't know if they have a word for it, but uh I I always feel more drawn to the believer to get them to understand what they believe. You believe it, but do you understand it and how it applies to life and living? You know, do you live, um, our motto is perfectly imperfect lives. You are Mm -hmm. imperfect and flawed and that's the perfect way that God wants it. You know, because like you've said, it's because of God's grace that we are enabled to live uh, the way he would want us to. And it's because of him that we are able to even live, you know, Yeah. 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 And I think that, you know, going back to what we said earlier, the difference between condemnation and conviction, you know, some, sometimes that as, as ministers, um, whatever your platform, either if it's behind a pulpit or behind a microphone, um, we should teach and, and cover the whole counsel of God, you know, sin is sin that, you know, that is in the Bible. Yeah. But, um, 
knowing how to approach it is the art and, and and it's not really an art it's it's the holy spirit that helps us do that and do it out of love um you know because there is that that i guess that perception that the world has on the christian body that we are judgmental and we are hypocrites and and the list goes on and on those are yeah. the nice terms i'm sure <laughs> but um you know we just we've just got to do a better job man of of showing that the Lord's so merciful towards us, even yeah. we, even though the, we don't deserve it. Um, you know, he, uh, he finished the work on the cross for us. And yeah. um, if you hear something in church and you feel condemned, you know, question, is it, con- is it condemning? Do I feel condemned or do I feel convicted? Yeah. Um, if he's, if, if a preacher calls out your pet sin and, you look in the Bible, and, and and if you believe in the Bible, it requires you to have faith that the Bible is the infallible Word of God, then you've got to inspect yourself, and that's a hard thing to do. That takes humility, and it's so hard to do, but I mean, this is kind of the theme of our conversation tonight. We just, we just got to know how to love people again, man. Yeah, I think that's right. That's really what it comes down to, loving yeah. people and showing the same grace that God shows us because... And the end of it, we're all in this together. At the end of the day, like you said, we're all sinners. We've all messed up. And um, at the end of the day, God forgives each one of us, you know. Yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to close with as we uh, bring this to an end? No, man. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure getting to talk to you. And and it's always nice talking to um, another brother in Christ. And uh, God bless you and your ministry. I hope that that um, you're reaching out to folks and able to spread the word of, of God as well. And um, the only thing I'd say is that if you uh, if you are interested and want to check us out, you can find us on any major platform, Castle Word. Um, we publish a new episode every week. Um, and yeah, we'd love to love to have you swing on by and check us out. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Andrew, so much for joining me. And I also wanted to say, too, hey, we noticed that you do some live episodes every once in a while. Um, yes. And if that's something we'd ever want to do to get back and connect again and talk about something uh, on Podbean, we can do a live show together. And, uh, yeah, I'd that's, love that. That's something I try to do as a second branch off of the Grace and Fool and um uh, that way it uh, gets a different uh, audience, I guess you could say. And if you got anything you want to ever come back, just let me know. We'll have you on the show yeah. again. So. Yeah. If anybody ever wants to tune into a live show just uh, with Podbean, I didn't realize you were on Podbean too, but uh, yeah. yeah, you got to follow us, follow us on Podbean. Uh, that way you're notified when either one of us go live. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening today, and I hope you enjoyed this time that we spent talking with Andrew and learning about his ministry with Cast the Word. Be sure to go follow him and find him at casttheword.com or any podcast streaming app. And while you're at it, find Grace in Full on uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And you can be alerted about our second show, Real Talk Live. I encourage you to go check that out if it's something you'd be interested in. It's a live show with open discussion about real topics uh, in pop culture. And really, anything goes. And also, if you like what we do here at Grace in Full, I really hope that you would consider uh, 
becoming one of our patrons and helping to fund the podcast and be able to reach more people and bring um, better content for you guys. Well, I'm Nick, and thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.